Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Guys, I am so excited for summer. It is finally summer in New York City. We all know at this point there's no spring. It's always winter and then boom, it's really, really warm. And this is like the best time of the year. I'm always excited for summer because finally we can go out. It's so warm. You can wear really cute dresses. You don't have to wear like jackets, no more coat check when you go out. And it's going to be rooftop season. So yes, bring all the rosé all day. I'm so excited. The other thing though is with summer, I always get so sweaty because I don't know, my body is like either really cold in the winter or like really hot in the summer. And I'm just, I just know I'm going to go out a lot with my you know friends and I'm just going to be dripping. It's going to be great and glorious, but whatever. People are used to it by now. This past week, I have been a true hermit and I didn't do anything but just focus on getting over a cold. And this was the longest time I have been sick and out of commission. And basically, I just didn't go out, just ordered a ton of takeout. DoorDash is my favorite app. I'm a DoorDash addict, just ate a ton of takeout food and watched a ton of succession. And it was the best. I don't think I've ever really like given myself the full like freedom to just be super, super lazy. And it was the best. Now, I think a balance is good. So this weekend, I'm starting to socialize again, be a human again, which is fun. But the last week, not talking to anybody, not going out, not posting on Instagram was honestly exactly what I needed. By the way, Succession is so good. I'm definitely late to the party. I know it's the last season right now, but I'm catching up and it's so good. It's so juicy. The acting is so amazing. I'm hooked. There's this other show that I found recently called Drops of God and it's on Apple TV and it's also so good. Acting is incredible. This one's also a little bit more serious. It's not as lighthearted, but it's really interesting. And it has a really unique concept about this really famous, rich wine guy. He you know, needs to pass on his inheritance to somebody. And you would think that he would choose his family, but it's a little bit complicated. So he needs to essentially choose between his own daughter or his quote-unquote spiritual son, who was basically his wine student, who's like really, really smart. And these two people battle it out by drinking wine. And you basically, they basically need to know like the type of grape, the state, like the region, and then the year or the vintage. And watching this show is making me more and more interested to learn about wine. Because I've been drinking wine since probably like, you know, when I was legal of legal age, but I never really pay attention. I'm just like, oh, okay, this wine doesn't taste like vinegar and it tastes like pretty good. And then I'm like, you know, happy. But it'd be so cool to know, oh, okay, this is actually a French wine or this is like an Argentinian wine. And so I'm like, wow, the more I watch a show, the more I'm interested in a topic. And the same thing happened when I watched Queen's Gambit where Anya Taylor-Joy just killed the screen 
She was so good. And I remember after watching that show, I was so hooked on chess. I downloaded this free chess app and I started playing chess. And I was like, wow, I feel so smart and so like, you know, like a boss for knowing chess. Um, but of course, it was more of like a short-lived hobby. Um, I definitely don't play as much, but I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll get back into it. Anyway, so another life update is this past week was the last week at my current job. And I'm starting a new job in two weeks, which is exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Um, I have been in my previous company for the last almost three years, like 2.6 or seven you know, months or, or years. Um, and, and so basically it's been a big part of my adult career. It was such an incredible and a very stable place. And I still think it's an incredible company, but I decided to switch jobs, but still have so much, so much love for this company, so much love for the people. And this Friday, this past Friday, um, when I said my goodbyes, it was really emotional. I was like, I can't believe I'm finally like, you know, signing off and sending out this goodbye email. And in general, I just don't really like to say goodbyes. But, you know, guess that's part of life. So the next week, I will be just officially fun employed. I truly wish I had a little bit more time to just travel and do fun things. But I think one week will be fine. I still don't really know yet what I want to do, but I think if I can squeeze in travel, that'll be great, um, especially if it doesn't break the bank. But otherwise, I'm probably just going to be like wholesome, just, you know, hopping around New York City and just like bothering all of my friends to meet up and get dinners. So anyway, today, guys, we're going to continue our topic of answering guys' questions. So I already published a part one where I answered a few questions from guys, and there are some questions I didn't get to yet, and I'm going to address in today's episode. So these are interesting ones. Uh, some of these are really long, like hypotheticals. So whoever submitted this, like, thank you for submitting these very specific ones, because I think these are really like interesting and more nuanced. Uh, okay. So let's just get into it. The very first one is a hypothetical, and it's a little bit long. Uh, so hypothetical, you go out on a date, or maybe, or maybe even a few with the guy, and then he breaks things off saying that he realizes he isn't emotionally available, doesn't want to waste your time, but would be amenable to being friends as he sorts out his personal life. You choose to keep your distance. Okay, there's two follow-ups. Follow-up on hypothetical. A year later, that same guy matches with you on a dating app and says he's interested in dating you now, that he's managed to sort out his personal situation. Yay or nay. Follow-up to hypothetical. It's a year later, and that guy confesses he wasn't emotionally available because he had just gotten out of a relationship but hadn't fully healed, and she hadn't moved out all her stuff from his place yet. Okay, so interesting. I think, um, yeah, I. whenever I read these anonymous questions and they're so specific, I can't help but wonder, do I know who submitted this? I think I have some ideas, but I, I truly don't know. All right, so to answer this hypothetical, I would say 
it really depends, right? If you as a girl are also single and you like this guy because you've gotten to know him as friends, you think he's a good person, you think he has dating potential, and you'd be, you be open to crossing this current friendship boundary you have to see if there's something more, then I would say go for it, you know, because now he's, you know, a year later, you guys match on a dating app, which means you guys liked each other to match, and now he's ready. So I would say if you are willing to give him this second chance because he was honest, he just, you know, clearly laid out the picture for you, then now it could be a good time, right? It's the beginning could have been one of those classic situations where it was the right person, but the wrong time. But a year later, now it could be the right time because you guys are both ready. You guys know that you're both emotionally available and it could be a really great situation. But I would just say a big uh, warning is you just need to check that this guy is truly now emotionally available. I think a year is a pretty good amount of time to get over somebody. So I think a year should be good, right? But you need to just check with him in case that there's still some like on and off situation going on with his ex or, you know, he's still kind of hung up on something. Because sometimes guys will say they're emotionally available, but... There's something underlying them, underlying the surface. And it's not just for guys. Some, you know, applies to everyone. So you just got to be, ask him really honestly, hey, are you sure you're now ready to date other people? And if he honestly tells you, yes, I am, because I took a year to, you know, move on and heal, then, you know, that's great. The flip side of this is if you're now dating somebody else, then unfortunately for this guy, he lost his chance with you romantically, at least. And you guys can just continue to be friends. Um, and that's just because now you're, you're taken. You're off the market because, you know, you're in high demand. But let's just say down the line, if this current guy you're dating doesn't work out and this guy in the hypothetical is also single, if it's meant to be then you guys could reconsider at that point because then it'd be a second right person, wrong timing situation. But who knows, right? Time is the biggest wild card. A lot could happen. You could end up marrying this guy that you're currently dating. And then this other guy in the hypothetical could end up meeting another person. And you guys could always be like good friends and miss the opportunity to date each other. I would say just assess the current situation. Yeah, and if you are single and you think that there are no major red flags with this guy, he's a good person, he's truly emotionally available, then yeah, girl, you got my blessing. All right, second question. What's your dating age range? Okay, so I know this is very personal and very specific to each girl. So I'm just going to answer based on my perspective. Uh, so for full transparency, I'm 28, just turned 28 in March. Um, shout out to fellow Aries. Um, so my personal dating range is, I would say like the lower threshold or the lowest threshold is 
one to two years younger than me, which means 27, 26, like minimal. And that's because like, if I get even younger than 26, I, I just don't think I can date that person because that person's going to be in such a different life stage than me. Like when I think about what I was like when I was 25, I was like, I was such a different person. I was like way more like, you know, just bright eyed, bushy tailed and just figuring things out. And I can't imagine dating that version of myself in a male form. Right. And there's always exceptions. I know there's like super mature 25 year olds and they're also really like immature, like 30 year olds. Right. There are always exceptions. But I think a general rule of thumb for myself is if this person's really young, I'm just like, oh, no, like in my mind, they're too, too different. I think like we all want to go through life with people with similar life stages you know, have had similar life experiences and like perspectives. Otherwise, it's going to feel like a constant travel back in time, which could get really old. Like to give you an example, if this person who is 25 is still living with three roommates in Kips Bay and you have like far moved beyond that stage in your New York living experience, then yeah, I would just say it's not going to work out because it's it's just going to be you're going to like constantly have like past experience of you in that situation and you moved on. And so you don't want to constantly feel like you're like going back to like this stage in your life that's old. On the other hand, I would date up to like 10 years older than me. And I think that especially as a girl, like I actually prefer if the guy is older and just like more mature and more established and more stable in his life, because I don't know, maybe this is like a societal expectation thing where the guy is like, just like, oh, he's dependable, you know, and I can just like rely on him. And I don't feel like I'm like the, I don't know, like quote unquote mother to this person. And so I think that that's why I have a much broader and longer maximum age range. Technically, I don't think I've ever really like had a really hard like older dating age range. I think if he's like technically 40 or like, um, yeah, like a little bit out of that 10 years older than me range. Okay, actually 40 sounds kind of old. So I think for now we're gonna keep it max like cat to 10 years older. I think 40 just, yeah, 39, 40 sounds a little old. But if he's like, 38. Uh, I think I could I could work with that because hopefully by that point he knows himself, he's established in his career, he's very like dependable, he's very mature and then I can feel like I can rely on this guy. And uh he knows what he wants. Cuz usually when you're younger, you are still figuring it out. Like I'm still figuring it out and uh it can be a little bit confusing and messy, like especially when you're both super young and confused. But if there's one person in the duo that's like figured it out, knows, like has relationship experience, knows how to diffuse certain situations, how to handle certain situations, then it's like one less problem in the relationship, in my opinion. Alrighty. The third question, would you be comfortable dating a guy who was friends with an ex? 
an ex from five years ago, an ex who is now married, possibly with a kid. Okay, so this is like a three-part question in one question. Um, okay, so yes, I would I would personally be comfortable dating a guy who is friends with an ex if they are okay with it. They as in like this friend and my ex. Like if I'm truly over an ex and that ex is truly over me, then you know I don't I don't see why not. It's not like we can't find our mutual friends attractive or dateable. Like we don't have like a dating fatwa on each other. I would say it's only awkward and inconsiderate if it was like a really bad breakup and there's like bad blood or if there's still lingering feelings, then it could be really messy. But at that point, we need to have like an honest conversation to see where we both are if we're on talking terms to see if there's any potential uncertainty or awkwardness. Um, but if my ex has moved on and I have moved on and my ex gives me his blessing and I give him my blessing to find love, then I think that's great, right? Because we want to just truly move on and give each other the freedom to do whatever we want. And yeah, I think it's easier said than done. And in the beginning, there's probably going to be some level of awkwardness. But like I said, with time, it's going to eventually feel more comfortable and normal. And we should always keep in mind the reasons why we broke up in the first place. So there's no like jealousy or potential like hurt. It's like, oh, I know exactly why me and my ex are exes. So like if this ex finds love with this friend, they could be a better match. Great. But if there's any like confusion, like, oh, like what if we worked out again? Or like, what if we tried again? Then it could be really awkward and messy. So yeah, time will heal everything. And it might take some time to get to that point where you're both like very certain why you're like over each other and you're comfortable seeing each other dating other people. Like I wouldn't recommend dating an ex, an ex's friend immediately after breakup, for example, that's that's just too much. But over time, like let's just say like half a year or a year later, I think then you both should be truly moved on. And follow up to this, okay, a friend of an ex from five years ago. Yeah, I, I would say sure thing. This is even safer in my opinion. Five years is a really long time. Probably by that point, you guys have forgotten each other and are just like really over each other. So same rule applies. Okay, the third part, a friend of an ex who was now married, possibly with a kid. Okay, so yeah, this is this is even better because this married ex has clearly moved on. I mean, he is married and he has a kid and hopefully he wants you to find love and happiness too. And if it happens to be with a friend of his that's single, then I think that should be fine in my book. But of course, like, same rule. Like, if there's any awkwardness or potential hurt on his side, then he should just let you know, honestly. Um, but I really hope that he doesn't have any, like, lingering hurt or awkwardness because he should probably focus on his own relationship and his marriage and his kids. So he probably doesn't have the mental capacity to worry about like who you're dating. But yeah, like if, for example, this friend is one of his best friends and, you know, this guy was like his best man in his wedding and you guys didn't end on good terms, then that could be a little awkward. You also might need to, 
you know, ask his friend, is his friend also okay, like, dating you? But if they're both okay, like we said earlier, and you're okay with it, everyone has moved on, there's no awkwardness, then this is a good situation. This is a fine one in my book. Okay, the next question. Would you feel comfortable dating a guy who has several female friends he met on a dating app? Friends he felt that he had enough in common with to be friends, but saw zero relationship potential. Yeah, I think this is perfectly fine. Like, oftentimes we meet people on dating apps and it doesn't work out, but we stay friends. Because you may find that person attractive, uh, but you realize, okay, you guys are just not compatible. It's just not going to work out dating-wise. And I think that's actually great. You don't really lose a friend and you guys are in each other's lives, but you know very clearly why you guys aren't going to date. And I think that's super normal. I think if they still had something going on, then they would have dated at this point already, but they didn't. So you're safe. You should also realize that you probably have some male friends that you found attractive in the past or you met on a dating app or in person, uh, but it didn't work out. So in my opinion, this is a very equal situation. Like you can have friends who you to like, and then he can as well. But as long as you guys like each other and you guys think you guys are compatible, then that's it. Just focus on yourself, baby, and just enjoy each other's company. Alrighty. Well, those are all of our guys questions. This was actually so much fun. I actually really want to do more of these Q&As and just get anonymous questions from everyone. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening in. I'm excited for what this next chapter is going to hold. And there's a lot of changes happening in the background. But yeah, more to come, more updates. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And we will see each other in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.